Hello and welcome to episode 50 of the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast. Mid-Off because by midway through, you'll probably want to switch off. I'm your host, Ross. Let me introduce the team. The boy from the wrong side of the tracks come good. Welcome, David! Have you just started on Fox FM, mate? Oh, yes. Oh, Kicking it to you. <laughs> you idiot. What's the traffic A man who said Dave Warner modelled his game on. Welcome, Michael! Hello, gents. <laughs> Australia's number one compost fan and our compost guru, welcome Alex! Oh, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like compost. <laughs> I think you've got the uh, 50% I need to... Uh, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, not in a good way, guys. <laughs> Have a drink of water. You not to be in a good way, by the way. <laughs> Westgate. You're talking Westgate? <laughs> talking Westgate. We're all talking Westgate? Yeah. <laughs> we're all talking Westgate. Uh, about Westgate. <laughs> Sunday morning, we're talking Westgate. <laughs> Take a cab to my favourite bridge. <laughs> <laughs> Tell myself I feel it in my life. Makes a noise. Yeah, I think Alex has had one of those days when someone goes, How you going? And you go, Oh, yeah, nothing suicide wouldn't fix. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> uh, day. Guys, that's all I'm gonna say <laughs> on a Sunday. Why? <laughs> oh, uh, today we come to you from the twin Frederick Harold Sock Company Studios. This is a Big Globe production brought to you by our platinum partners for 2017. New finish car wash, the once a year car polish, turn off, CLR clear, Answered Australia, Renault Infinity Hot Water, Savlaki Hut, Kids Eat Free, and Michelangelo's Chelsea Heights. Don't forget our Patreon and Kickstarter campaigns. Give that we may record better. Yeah. Oh, and on that note, (laughs) on that note, uh, we just give ourselves a little pat on the back for reaching episode fifty. Congratulations, boys! Oh, well done. Man, good stuff. Good stuff. Two years. Raise the bat. Yep. Raise the bat. Double Mm. up now. Ross? Yep. We raise the bat, but we keep our helmet on. Is that yes, right? that's right. Yes. Correct. Okay. Yeah. I know you didn't get to 52 often, Ross, so uh, yes, you keep your helmet on. Right. Never is uh, how often I go. I think here's where we start making the opposition pay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, because you want the listeners are getting tired, so we cash in now. Yeah, yeah. 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 Exactly. It's it's privilege. Party time. Party time now. Well, we've come a long way, Ross, from that first drunken uh, four-hour recording at the Savoy Hotel. Yes, yes, 90 well, minutes of pain. Yes. We've outlived the Savoy, that's how long we've been. We oh, yes, good point. Very good point. Well, first up, there's no avoiding it, it's National Team Talk, and let's let's have a round table, let's have a round table about how well Australia played in Bangladesh. <laughs> How good was Usman Khawaja, by the way? For us? Yeah. <laughs> I heard, I heard from a, um, a very good I'm not listener, on the source. <laughs> very good listener of this podcast that he is one of the best bats in Australia and should be given any form of leeway. Well, he is one of the best bats in, in Australia. Australia. Yeah. In Australia, yeah. he knows how to build an innings. I think was the uh, the the requisite, you know, the really yes. important thing. Whereas Glenn <laughs> Maxwell can't. Yeah, anyway. except he has a hundred in Asia, and Usman Khawaja has. Spit. Yeah. Failure. A big watch. Yeah. Do you know what happened to Usman Khawaja? What's that? He went to a mosque in Chittagong and he came out. You have to take your shoes off to go into the mosque. He came out and his shoes were gone. <laughs> really? Yes. It's Is that on, an actual thing? Or yes, it's on Crick Info right now. I'm looking oh, well, at it. They never uh, get info. Oh, no. Crick, we'll so. talk about that in a minute, actually. Um, yes. 
Wow, luckily he didn't get the massive watch off his arm stolen then. Mm. Yes. You know what's, you know what's the luckiest thing in all of this? Mm-hmm. That Usman actually lives in Australia and didn't actually grow up in Pakistan because he wouldn't even be a cricketer. Because he can't play in Asia. Oh, very good, Mick. Very good. Yes, yes, yes. Wouldn't yes. have got out of club cricket. <laughs> no. Would have got to the first thing club cricket. He <laughs> would have done well perhaps if they had just some concrete pitches there in Pakistan. He would have done well on them. Well, yes, he would have so, been the reverse of all subcontinent cricketers. He would have actually looked forward to coming and playing. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Productive environment. Yeah. Now, I will go through the scorecard just quickly so it will bring up some discussion points. Uh, Bangladesh batted first, and we had them. We had them on doozy. They were three for nothing. Yeah, three for spit. Three for matter. ten. Three for ten. Um, big uh, PJ Cummins. He had three for early on. He was on a hat trick at one stage. And uh, then the ball was fucking shit. Oh, uh, was it? No, I didn't see that one. Mm. I love it. Then Good um, analysis there, Mick. His hat trick ball was fucking shit. The only two <laughs> players. Oh, Gamos. The only two players I know in the Bangladesh eleven, Tami Makbal, the opener, and Shakib Al Hassan got together and they put on a decent partnership of over 150. Coincidentally, uh, Ross, the only mm-hmm. two guys you know are the only type two guys we need to get out. Yes, yeah. funny that. <laughs> Basically, yeah. yeah. So I can imagine the dossier they've done on the Bangladeshi team. <laughs> don't know, don't know, don't know. And then the ones that actually they should know about, they couldn't get out. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Mm. <coughs> Excuse me. You're excused. So uh, Iqbal made 71 and Shakib Al-Hassan 84. And then the others made it yeah, 20s down the bottom and they're all out for 260. Nathan Lyon took three for, Ashton Ager took three for. And Glenn Maxwell chimed in with one wicket. Yep. And just looking here, Mick, there were um, 15 buys let through in that first innings total of 260. Yeah. Oh, wait, he it again. Including one where uh, fast bowler said he was back. I'm pretty sure the guy played, played and missed. Yeah, and it just off Wade's hands. Bounced off his hands and went for four. <laughs> right. That sounds weird. Yeah. In his defence, but and I know people go, right, right. But the Bangladeshi keeper let through 15 balls yeah, as so well. In the first innings, you're right, he did. In, yeah. in so, total in the game, though, I think. Yeah, well, yeah I know. We'll have a look. But it's just obviously tricky yeah. conditions. Or oh, yeah, yeah, true. Eight. It's been a graveyard for Australian wicketkeepers. Yeah. But I preface that by saying that the Bangladesh wicketkeeper's not getting $1.8 million a yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah, you don't get it's, 1.6. It's interesting yeah. you say that obviously the conditions <laughs> are tricky, Mick, or the opposite way of looking at it is that both Wade and the Bangladeshi keeper are really shit. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Australia's innings all out 217. Renshaw made 45, and down the order, Agar made 41 not out. We're in deep, deep shit there at one stage. Uh, yeah, Shakib Al-Hassan, 5 for 68. Really did a job on us. Mm, yeah. uh, second time around. Well, what a surprise. Tama Mikbao made 70 odd again. <laughs> but, um, and there was a 40 from the captain, Mushfika Rahm. Uh, Shakabar Hassan only made five. They were all out. Bangladesh for 221. Six for 82 to Nathan Lyon. And two for 55 to Agar. Mm, yeah. Um, and so I did notice a bit of analysis on the Australian batting. They got beaten on the inside edge. Yes. The left-handers a lot anyway. Oh. So LBWs and bowls or sneak on. Playing for spin, were they, Kim? They were playing for spin, which they said they weren't going to do 
in India and didn't do in the one test that we won. They played, oh, if it's going to beat the outside edge, who cares, is yeah. what they said, I remember. Yes, and I remember that almost too. a very similar pitch. It turned from ball one and it was a huge and raging turn. That's what Steve Smith said after the test in yeah. his conference. He was disappointed that we didn't learn from that. Yeah. Like, How dumb are they? It's like, you can't just say it in a fucking press conference after you lose a test match to the eighth best test playing nation. Like, fucking do it. Yeah. Look, mm. The thing I don't get was the whole song and dance that was made of when we trained without our fucking pads on. Oh, and yeah. then they proceeded to not use their fucking bat. <coughs> so, like, what was the point? Well, they had pads on, so they're like, oh, shit, we can just thrust <laughs> What do I do now? It's a way now. Play with pads on. It is frustrating, because it's like an obvious tactic that yeah. Asian test player nations do to us. They go, yeah, we're just going to bowl sliders once every fourth ball. Yeah. We'll get an LBW. Yeah. But speaking of fucking padding up and ridiculousness, what the fuck was Kawaja doing with that run out? Mm. Oh, I haven't seen it. He padded up, pitch, kicked padded it away, and just took off. And Renshaw has just looked at it and gone, I'm not running, and basically turned his back on him, and then he ran at Renshaw. And Renshaw was just like, no, nah, you're on your own, mate. And then he couldn't get back in time and fell over. Which Renshaw is, made the right choice. I yeah. both of you did. Uh, just a quick one there. Was that like a dead ball, though? Like Because he'd kicked it away like that? But, I don't know, but maybe because he, he charged... And did he offer a aggressive. shot? I, I don't remember if he offered a shot or not. If he yeah. did, it would be a leg by. If he didn't yeah. offer a shot and just yeah. kicked it away. If you danced down it. the pitch and you were already I offering think a you shot... You are playing a shot on okay. oh, okay. But he didn't... He kind of went back <coughs> and pad, so, so they might consider that... A shot. They might yeah. consider that playing a shot. So, it, yeah, I mean, it, it could... Uh, maybe, I haven't seen it, but yeah, it could be almost grey as to whether it was a dead ball or not. So why were you running? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> if there's 10% doubt that, that it's a, a dead ball. Yeah, if what there's a 10% doubt that it's a dead ball, maybe you shouldn't run. Uh, yeah. yeah. Just silly. But he silly had a stuff. Finger. Like, even that fucking catch, he nearly dropped it. <laughs> right yeah. We took him 15 bites to fucking... I didn't see the replay of that. Oh, terrible. That's shit. <laughs> uh, so, um... He hasn't played a competitive game of cricket since January. Mm. Uh, why? Why did he not? Um, or why did Cricket Australia not uh, you know, help him organise a? And fair enough, he doesn't want to, but a county stint or something. I don't really yeah. get that. Uh, after they didn't play him yeah. in India. Or well, wouldn't they just you yeah. know like go on like maybe you know let's just say an Australia road to South Africa. Oh, Mick. Oh, <laughs> Mick. Mick. Don't Whereas bring I that recall, up. Whereas was captain. Yes. Yes. And Maxwell was vice. So he was playing with alcohol. It wasn't about half the test squad in it, like everyone except for the real big names. Were basically yes, it was. Yes. Hey, Ross. Yes. Hey, David. I saw a headline during the week that mm. Lehman looks for all conditions players. Oh, really? Here's a quote from Darren Lehman. You are trying to look for that all-round player that can actually adapt in all conditions so you don't have to keep chopping and changing with horses for courses. Oh! What the fuck have we been doing since he took over then? Chopping and changing. It's not like you play one test in one nation one week and then one test in another nation another week. It's not footy, is it? Yeah, so it's not like you got a squad together and they're all circle jerking each other and love everyone. Mm. Salary cap and you have to worry about it. You piss off and do something else for bloody five weeks and then play another like it's uh, Michael Kaspervich style. But what I don't get, and I think I said this after the Indian debacle as well, why do we not have, like, a couple of venues in Australia, like we used to, that are spinning decks? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Like, 
Because I know the drop ins and people can use that excuse, but that, there's got to be a way that you can make a drop in. What do you have Alan Border Field for? Yeah, I agree. And make it slow and low. Yeah, there's got to be a way yeah. you can do it. So if they can when, fucking do it in Dubai, we can do it yeah. in fucking Australia yeah. as well. They do, I think, at the Centre of Excellence in Brisbane have some pitches, but they're they're like they're not um, match pitches, are they? I think they're like no, they're know, training decks, yeah. training decks, yeah, side by side sort of stuff. That's a good point, Mick, because yeah. um, twenty years ago in the Shield, uh, South Australia had always played two spinners, and yeah. New South Wales had always played at least two spinners. Yeah, yeah. at their home venues. Yeah, and even yeah. in Test matches when we played in Sydney, we picked Shield yeah. and Warner. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, I just hate the whole theory of people going, yeah, now football's taking over, so we've got drop-in wickets and rah-rah. But it's like, it's fucking bullshit, because the the grounds in Dubai are bound to be drop-ins as well, because they're not permanent cricket venues. Uh, I think they are. But, but also, like, the SCG doesn't have a drop-in pitch. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. The problem um, is, though, like, I think the drop-in's a great excuse for the oh, obvious, yes. the obvious yeah. thing of Cricket yeah. Australia wanting a test to go for five days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And drop in, so it has to be a batting deck. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, just to finish off, Australia's second innings target was 265, and they were looking good uh, after Usman ran himself out and all the rest no, of it. No, no, that was sweeping. Uh, second innings, he went out sweeping, yeah. It was a terrible shot. Yeah, yeah. Horrible shot as well. So, we were in uh, a bit of shit there. We were... Uh, Two for 28, but then Warner and Steve Smith got together, and Warner made 112 of 135 balls. Steve Smith made 37, but then it fell away after that. And we were all out 244 to lose by 20 runs. Shakib al-Hassan, 5 for 85. He shook 10 for. Yes. Now, Warner batted really, really, really well. But fuck, they just... They they might as well not pick quick bowlers, Bangladesh. Nah. Because the bloke they got that they were using, he's fucking terrible. Is he just there to change ends? Oh, like, <laughs> like, yeah, pretty much. Like, Warner would be there, like, just waiting, just, you know, leave it, dead ball, leave it, block, rah, rah. And, like, the last ball he over would be short outside off, and he'd just go, oh, yeah, bang, four yeah. behind point. Yeah, like, they just, he knew that all he had to do was wait, and mm. he got runs, and they did not, like, at the start, like, until he got to about 30, they made it so easy for him. Hey, Ross, I have a theory as to why um, David Warner batted so well in that second innings. Oh, yes. It's because he was sporting a brand new baggy coat. Oh, yes, yes. What can you tell me about that, Ross? Oh, well, it's uh, funny you bring that up because I, I was curious. You, you piqued my interest in that, like a, you would peek a hat. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So uh, there's, um, there's a few theories. I saw an article on um, Crick Info about this, and... Um, I was very curious as to what the hell was going on. Uh, Cricket Australia uh, said that um, he's got a pristine baggy green in Dakar because he um, uh, looked to get his baggy green repaired. Right. Uh, But there was an issue that uh, they changed hat suppliers. Ah. Is that that what... Madsley was talking to us during the week that Albion, they don't even make the bloody baggy green. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, that's it. So, jeez, <coughs> uh, well, I was really struggling to find where it talks about because I was wild because it was so stupid. Hang on. Yeah. I remember the story if you want me to. Uh, I'll, just, I'll just uh, grab this we could, open. We could feel some dead air while he's doing oh, this. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but, um, something, this, oh, go, yeah. go, Michael. 
He's probably got a brand ah, new one because they got probably it. moved the manufacturing offshore to Bangladesh. Yeah. So he like walks into yeah. the stadium, there's a bloke there selling for okay. five bucks. I'll have one of those, thanks. Okay, his original had gone missing. Mm-hmm. Okay, but it's been found in his Sydney home. Yes. Right, so here we go. ESPN Crick Info learned that when Warner was returning to Australia following the Champions Trophy in June, the cap was not in his hand luggage where he thought he'd packed it. He'd been right. to the... He'd been to India, then gone straight uh, into IPL, then on to London for the Champions Trophy, and he thought he'd just taken it with him all the way. Okay. Uh, flying with his young family, he believed it was possible the cap had fallen to the ground from his bag and ended up in lost property. And from yeah. there, who knows? Ah, right, who knows? <laughs> right. Flying with his young family, he believed it was possible the cap had fallen to the ground from his bag. What? Yeah, what? What? Well, it just yeah. Well, this is disintegrated so, the hat by looking at it. So that's the first thing. It <laughs> f- had movie. fallen to the ground. Why had it fallen to the ground? Why was from his family bed? involved in oh, the fall no. to the ground? In turn, I can't for this, buddy blaming his young family. Oh, 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 anyway, so that's the first bit. In can't turn, if he has a young family, <laughs> we keep saying the word young family. <laughs> young families <laughs> in Australia. Young families. <laughs> working families. Working families. Moving uh, in, forward. Yeah, moving forward. Yeah. In, Okay. Shut up. Okay, let me read this. In turn, for this Bangladesh series, a new baggy green was issued to Warner, which he wore and batted in through the first test in Dhaka. Plans are in place for Warner to go through the formal process of declaring the original lost, which includes signing a stat deck. Go and fuck yourself, Steve Waugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Steve exactly. Waugh, you fuck Steve hunts. fucking Waugh. Sign a stat deck. A stat deck that you lost Excuse a hat. Me, where you got? Oh, the post office? Why, well, I've got to sign a stat deck and get a friggin' hat. <laughs> what are one of those buddy people called, Ross? Justice Doctors, of the Peace. Justice, Justice of, of the, the Peace. peace I'm going to go see Sean O'Toole. I'm going to get a JP to sign this. <laughs> I'm going to get a witness. I'm going to go down to the local postmaster. <laughs> where was uh, his hat, Ross? Okay, right. Behind his fucking OLED. <laughs> <laughs> the blacks are so black. Because, <laughs> you know, when he gets home, he just loves hanging out with his young family. Nothing more. Nothing encountered by young family. But when his wife went on one final search of their Sydney home... Uh, it must be massive. <laughs> <laughs> it's a palace. It's like you've got four levels. Yeah. No, they don't get paid enough, so in the prices of houses in Sydney, they're probably living like a one-bedroom flat. Might have to sell yeah. their young yeah. family to get in there. Can't even fit the old lady in it. <laughs> sell the old lady. <laughs> the old lady's like outside on the deck with a window so you can watch it. Okay, so I've got two sentences to read. And these two just, I don't understand them, so I'll just read them and let you try and interpret them for me, because maybe I'm dumb. But when Warner's wife went on one final search of their Sydney home looking for the cap, in the hours after his breakthrough second innings, the hat was located. It showed up in the bag where Warner keeps the captain's blazer, carried everywhere with him in the event Steve Smith has to suddenly pull out from a test. So... Right. It's been it's carried everywhere with him. So except the, the Bangladesh. So the bag that's got the captain's test. blazer <laughs> that goes everywhere with Warner. Now, we haven't said ever that, um, was in Sydney. A smart human being. No. Yeah. Sydney's not in Chittagong. Mm. <laughs> oh, Fatula. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I tweeted the writer of this article, Adam Collins, and he didn't reply. I asked him, I'm confused. The, the hat was found in the bag in Sydney, the bag that Warner takes everywhere with him. So look, maybe it's just a poorly written sentence. Maybe there's a, the explanation is there somewhere. But, There's a bit um, of information being left out. There's right. something. Did he forget to take the there? captain's the blazer bag? I don't, I don't get it. Like, that's clearly like, say, it's like a suit bag that has the blazer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you take it with you everywhere and you put the clothes <coughs> in it. Well, wasn't it one of the first fucking places that you looked? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. 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 Maybe we can um, read something further into this and say that David Warner's been sacked as vice-captain. Maybe. Oh, yes. Or... Go hey, back. I think I know what you're gonna say. His wife is as fucking stupid as he is. No, I wasn't <laughs> gonna say that. You wouldn't dream of it. Um, or, which I think we talked about uh, prior to the episode, it was in the deep, the dark depths of him being pissed off at Cricket Australia. Yes. And he's gone. Fuck you, cunts! I'm gonna sell me baggy green straight out from India. Yes, I think you're right. I agree with that. It's something he's going to do some... market because you guys aren't treating us or grassroots cricket with enough respect. So I'm going to sell my baggy green and give it back to grassroots, that money. Yeah. Yeah. Or the two trolls that he calls children pitted under their bridge, maybe. (laughs) There's a real young family character assassination going on. (laughs) you got to feel sorry for his kids, but they're little girls and they look like him. Like, fucking hell. (laughs) Yeah, they don't look like Candace. No. Okay. Hard road ahead of them. Yeah, Last, Ross, but they could be what you like. What we like yeah. hit the young nah, surgeons. Yeah, yeah. Are we going to get liable here, Ross? <laughs> Allegedly. I shall talk for a bit. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Last summer, Warner was oh. already in discussions about replacing the cap he won in 2011 on the basis of tears in the peak. In ordinary, cir- yeah, in ordinary circumstances, they would be fixed by the manufacturer, as was the case when Steve Waugh famously fixed his well-worn version. Yeah, but with the change in manufacture for caps last summer from Albion to Kookaburra, that proved harder than it sounded. So what's he going to do with this brand new cap he's got? Sell it. Yeah, fair enough. That was all part of the plan, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, all but part of the sell plan. It. Let's see what Cricket Australia think now with all of us sell our cricket hats. Ooh. Yeah. So and, a bit um, of a... Um, he made a uh, ton in Joe it, so it'd be worth more. Joe Watson's style. Yes, I think so. All right, so... The, um, the I guess the big thing coming up out of the test was that uh, Noni Hazelhurst did a side strain. Yep. Yeah. And Wade was shit... And so there's so more talk get, about... Who was shit? Wade. Oh, yeah. Yep. So there's more talk about old Pete Henskin. negative 20 runs yeah. aggregate of leaving through 30 buys and making nine. Cost mm. the test. Yep. So he led through 30 buys, 15 in both innings. Yeah. And yeah. made nine runs with the bat. So he was yeah. negative 21 and we lost by 20. But I did like, mm. like, like you know, like someone put that on their Twitter then everyone else started like putting it in different places and the bloke who put it on his Twitter was like it was either um, Dennis Does Cricket or Dan Lebke who used to be the fake pirate yeah. or whoever it was and they, they started like bitching on their yeah, Twitter yeah I think it was like, Dennis Does Cricket because that, that, that Dan Lebke guy doesn't bitch yeah. like he's not like Dennis yeah. Does Cricket and started bitching like everyone stole my fucking idea mm. it's like yeah. when the yeah, fuck man. did you invent maths cunt yeah. <laughs> well, I think someone wrote that I think it was Jared Kimber wrote yeah. it so you didn't invent maths yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm glad I've stopped following some of those people <laughs> Yeah. yeah, there was that sort of smarmy comment. It's like when 
tag them in, steals yeah. your steals your tweet or yeah. whatever you post and yeah. post it somewhere yeah. else. Yeah, but social that. media, like, there's not an original thought on there. Yeah, exactly. No. It's true. Oh. And unless you're like <clears throat> literally copying a picture or a meme yeah. or something, like I think, yeah. you know, if you're just literally copying a meme, but if you're copying something like that, which anyone can work out, like yeah. it's, it's an idea, not like a piece of... Um, Intellectual property. Yeah. Yes. Okay. <coughs> we move Sorry. on. So just in a bit of a trough at the moment, fellas. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. You're like a sine curve. There'll be peaks and troughs throughout the episode. Okay. So um, uh, Chuck Berry was on Twitter last night talking about Twitter, saying it's simple. Pick the best keeper, and he left it at that. He didn't say which one he thought was the best keeper. <laughs> Brilliant. Keep rid of it, obviously, if it's yeah, the problem yeah. is the best keeper doesn't have a state contract and he's playing, <laughs> he's playing in Geelong. Yes, so thank you for that, Chuck Berry. Well, why uh, don't we just talk amongst ourselves about the, who the best keeper is? Who do we think the best keeper in Australia is? Like, just oh, for I don't know. skills. David he, Bullock, I'm going to refer to you. Oh, I like Neville still. Neville, That's yeah. the best. Yeah. Best glove. Yeah, I still like Neville. Okay. Chris uh, Hartley, if he hadn't retired. <laughs> Wade Seckham. Um, yeah, the list goes on. Jim <laughs> Zora. Jim Zora, yeah, bring him back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's an offie now. Yeah. Uh, I think the the future is Hanscom. Fuck this stupid weight cunt off. Oh, really? You're going to go full batsman as a keeper? Full Rahul no. Dravid style. Uh, yeah. Full, he's a keeper. He's better than Wade. How, yeah. how can you keep for as long as Matthew Wade has and still be shit at it? Like, well, you just, you either, you're either dumb as two short bricks or you just can't do it. So he should fucking give it up, Wade, and just well, bat. Because he can't fucking keep. He's batting for 100 years. Yeah, oh. I think Wade's just, because he's only got the one testicle, he's off balance all the time, so it makes it hard to catch. <laughs> oh, I'm well, sick of, to thing be thing honest. Wade, though, is he'll pull out, like, he got a cat, catch off a cut shot, I think, which is a really great catch mm. off a spinner. He does that, like, amazing thing, and then just is putrid for, like, five Sucks overs. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go on a... Okay, hold yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, you're really cutting in there. Oh, sorry. Okay. I'm going to go on a massive rant about Wade. We'll in Australian cricket. This bloke can't play test cricket. Stop <laughs> fucking playing him. He's either too dumb or unwilling to do the work to get better. Ian Healy was shit when he first played test cricket and he got better because he worked hard at it. Wade is either too stupid or unwilling to do the work. Or Cricket Australia are too dumb to make him better. So all of you, hang your fucking heads in shame and don't pick this cunt again. <laughs> wow. And oh. sack the fucking coaches who are coaching him. And sack him from fucking Tasmania too. Because he's actually, fucking shit. Ross, I'm actually with you on that one. Uh, especially the coaching point. Stop oh, picking a person who isn't a keeper as like fielding slash keeping coach. Or spinning slash keeping coach. <laughs> Bring back Stumper Rickson. Yeah, like oh. they started with that shit. He was a spinning coach and a fielding coach who also did work with the keepers. Yeah. Like have a fucking keeping coach. Mm. Like yes. it's an integral part of the game. Has this particular coach? Actually, I've got something to say, Ross, about Matthew Wade's um, fall from grace. Or, mm. well, <laughs> you, from can't fall. you can't fall. You can't fall. Brad now the keeping coach. Yes. Teach so him how to do the hula, hula hoop. hoops. <laughs> but he's, right. he's fielding slash keeping coach though. I so think he's the fast bowling coach too, Brad Haddon. Oh yeah, yeah, I think he's mindfulness coach as well. <laughs> Awareness coach. Yeah. No, it's fucking stupid. Have a guy. Yeah. Just have a guy that works with have one person or two people if you've got to bring two keepers. Like it's yeah. fucking. You got that much money? Do it. And also, and got, just and have got, a. 
Sorry, Mick. Uh, just have a, a wicket-keeping coach and then have a ground-fielding or outfielding coach, you know, a fielding yeah. coach for the other players. God. Yeah. But the thing oh. I don't get is why don't you, like, like find the bloke who's, like, that was his talent and he was amazing at it. And we've mentioned his name already. He might not have played test cricket, he might not have played all that, but it was a well-held fact through the 90s and into the early 2000s that Darren Berry was the best pure gloveman in Australia. His batting, the world, right, too. his batting wasn't up to it, so he didn't play test cricket, and that's what happens, and that's fair enough. But why can't he be given a hundred something thousand dollars a year and work with Matty Wade and work with whoever Whitehead and whoever is next in line and actually fucking try and teach these guys the things that he had to make him better. Now he's obviously got a a, a degree of natural ability which you can't teach someone yeah. but he has to have other tricks and techniques and little things over the journey yeah. that he can pass on because when it's all said and done you've he can, he could fucking keep up to Paul fucking Rifle. Yeah, yes. Like, yeah. And Damien Fleming and these guys. Yeah. Like, the guy knew what he was fucking doing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, it can't be that hard. And well, like, um, I think you're right. Ross, I, I think it's interesting, Mick, that I went on a massive rant and you were reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> what is this topsy turvy upside down? That's um, you're you're hungover, I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. What's going on here? <laughs> um, 50th episode shenanigans. Yeah. And also, on that, on the coaching, like one coach for the keeping point, like Nathan Lyon has a guy he likes to talk to. I forget who it was. I'm pretty sure it's that um, Canadian guy who used to play state group. Uh, yes, yes, John Davison. Yeah. yeah, he works with him on one on one, and sometimes yeah. he brings him out on tour yeah. to we'll have a couple of days with him. Why can't he just be part of the coaching setup for spot mm. for just him? Like, who cares whether there's you know, obviously you're going to have an overall plan on how we bowl as a spinning group or whatever like that, and that can be dictated by Darren Lehman. But you have a guy who works one on one and goes, oh, I can see technical faults or blah 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 yeah. in you and work that, yeah. and then you can have like, oh, we want you to bowl this sort of line. Sweet, I'll tell this guy to tell yeah. teach me how to bowl that line. Yeah. You know? But didn't we yeah. didn't we go out and actually get like um, a former? Subcontinental spinner, yes, as a, he is as there. a coach as well, and he's still there. He's still there. Yeah. He was bowling with Agar at lunchtime on day yeah. two. So or what something. I don't understand then is that if we know we're about to go on a tour of Bangladesh and the subcontinent, why do we not get even on a part time like on a like you here for like this tour only? Really for and, yeah, and bring someone in, and go right, and bring in a batting guy as well, and go yeah. right. I think they did that with Murali, didn't they? And I think yes. we talked to the batting group as well. Yeah. Which might be why they decided to play the line of the ball, not where it turned yeah. in India, and then they just decided to throw that out. So, didn't Murali help them when they toured Sri Lanka? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that did, went yeah. well. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, um, so I just, like, as it, like, as we look at it, like, from an, if you look at it from an AFL perspective, you've got, like, Carlton have Levi Casbold, who's an amazing pack mark, but a horrible shot at goal. Yeah. And they went out as a club and went and got Sav Rocker, who was a better shot at goal, to try and work with him one-on-one and teach him the skills and the things needed to improve him. And he did improve a bit this year. And then they did the stupid thing, which Cricket Australia did, and went, oh, we're going to stop doing that now and see what happens. But I just just don't understand how this, with the TV rights and all this stuff, this is a billion-dollar industry. There's no money left. It's all in grassroots. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Darren Barry's coaching like the West Meadows third eleven because there's so much money in grassroots. <laughs> <coughs> <laughs> 
Westerners so, offering a million dollars a year. <laughs> <laughs> one one other, we'll just get all this money sitting there. <laughs> Go, Ross. Yeah, one other point. Um, so Josh Hazelwood's out and Steve O'Keefe has come in. Oh, oh big sock. Yeah, so the bloke who's banned by New South Wales cricket until the end of the Matador Cup, um, JLT one day series, sorry, yep. is now available to play for Australia. If you had read my blog, Ross, you would I did read it. The bloke who took 4,000 wickets was replaced by the bloke who drank 4,000 beers at a function. Yes. And interesting that in the, the practice squad they took to Darwin, John Holland played and took a few wickets, and yet he's not going in. Yeah. It's O'Keefe who didn't go to that practice squad thing. It's just bullshit, isn't it? Yeah. Like, can they what? get their heads right? Yeah. If you're not going to pick a bloke, don't pick him. Don't fucking half-ass around it. Either pick him in the original squad yeah. or say, no, no, he's, he's out. He's, he's banned for a while. That's what we call cricket. I did read a a thing that New South Wales said it was obviously a cricket-based decision to not take him to the the squad Mm. thing in Darwin or put him in the squad for Mm. a thing. They were saying it's obviously cricket-based thing. That's what was told to them from Cricket Australia, that he wasn't being not picked because he was an idiot and a misogynist and a drunkard. And a cockhead. Yeah, just a plain waker on the piss. (laughs) (laughs) He was picked based on cricket because they wanted to take young people to this tour and set them up for India in fucking four years' time or whatever. Yeah. And then they go, it's weird that now they're picking him based on a cricket decision again. So they've got fucking no idea. No. The thing I don't get too is, like, he's come out since he's got picked and yelled, learn from my mistakes yeah. and rah, rah. isn't this like the third fucking time he's been banned for being on the yeah. piss and being a fuckwit and he's 32 learning, he's 32 yeah. he's not 22 yeah. yeah and also he has he's an absolute wanker because he did pull out this line don't you know who I am yeah. so anyone who oh, says that yeah. is dead in my eyes you can't yeah. hurry down and go home old son yeah <coughs> right just, so, a, just a typical entitled New South Wales fucking... Yeah, I bet you went to a private school too. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. Just private school wankers, we owe these guys. Yeah, yeah. hand in glove. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, moving on there, a little segue there, into the Matador Cup, which is now called the GLT One Day Cup. JLT, isn't it? Oh, G- GLT. Yeah. No, JLT. Oh, sorry, yeah, TLT. because they sponsored the uh, pre-season... Um, AFL as well. Yeah. Yeah. It is so, interesting that I knew something about list day cricket that you didn't, Ross. Yeah. Okay. I'm surprised you knew it was list day. Yeah. yeah. So am I. <laughs> Ross, I'm Maybe I should be this hungover all the time. Okay, I will Ross. move through this a little bit quicker because um, it's not that interesting. But anyway, uh, yeah. it's starting on September the 27th, so that's a few days before the AFL Grand Final. Every oh. game will be streamed on the Cricket Australia website. No yes. word yet whether it'll, any of it will be on Channel 9. Is there a game on the public holiday? I uh, don't think so. Oh, there's a missed oh, chance. Yeah, that's so we're not going to go down to the Festival of Cricket on that day. Well, in fairness, it wouldn't matter because there's no public holiday. The games aren't being played in Victoria. Sorry, so it's, That's all right. It starts in Brisbane on September 27. And then there's also early rounds at, WAC, at the Wacker and Brisbane. Then it goes to Sydney for about two weeks. And then the, the last few games and the semi-final and final are at Hobart. So... Well, Yes, so I'd say whoever finishes on top of the ladder when the carnival leaves Sydney will win because I reckon all three or four games in Hobart will be washed out. (laughs) Yes. So the Caxi will be winning the whole thing then because they'll finish on top. Yes. Okay. They're not going to get smacked from pillar to post in the entire (laughs) competition like they usually do. So um, Bryden Coverdale, who's... uh, 
Crick Info writer. Found a good one. called Wanker too with a name like Bryden. <laughs> Isn't he the bloke from The Chase? Yeah. Yeah, he's from yeah. The Chase. He's actually from, um, uh, not Colac or somewhere like that. Yeah, yeah. Warnable, maybe? Yeah. Must have been that went to a St. Joe's then. <laughs> yeah, okay. Victoria, and went to a private Just, uh, could you tone down your prejudice, please, Alex? You're bringing down no, the show. No, okay. no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, uh, the JLT Sheffield Shield is also going to be live and free on the Cricket Australia website. And it starts, there's three rounds before the Ashes, as I predicted, and it starts with an, a round under lights. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, yes. good. And cricket fans in Victoria will be all up and about today because the Junction Oval returns as a first-class venue. <laughs> so no more games in Alice Springs. Uh, but we're uh, fucking, like, undefeated uh, up there, aren't we? <laughs> no, I think we'll still yeah. play up there, won't we? I <laughs> think we'll get the footy club style and just sell some games up there. yeah. Yeah, I'm so, pretty sure if there's a final and we, as a home final, we're playing it in our spring. The um, good news is that the Duke ball will once again be used in the February-March portion of the Shield season. When are they playing with an SG, Ross? <laughs> Sorry? Gonna go, when are they playing with an SG ball? Oh, if you're going to go to Dukes, you have to go to the SGs. We're equally as shit in England as we are in Asia, so let's just make an SG ball with it. Yes, uh, now, the uh, the thing that Bryden Coverdale said was that uh, the quote here from uh, some bloke called Roach. Oh, Archie fuck, Roach. who's this Roach? Who's this Roach, cunt? Michael Disco Roach? Uh, no. Crick- Cock- head of, Roach? Cricket Australia's head of cricket operations, Peter Roach. So, nicknamed Cock. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said, after two years, Australian cricket is starting to see significant benefits oh. from exposing Australia's emerging talent at a higher level through the CA11, the CAXI. So, Ryden Coverdale what? pointed out that in the first season, the CAXI away won one game, and in the second season, the CAXI, they won zero games. Or getting better if it's yeah. going. No, so, the great thing about saying significant improvements. Yes. It doesn't mean anything. It's uh, a very vague comment. Okay, so I've got some more quotes from Rochi. Here we go. A cock, sorry. <laughs> after, after just two years, Australian... Oh, sorry. In 2015-16, three batsmen passed 50. And last season, oh. we saw Ryan Gibson score a century and two half-centuries alone. Oh. With four other players also passing 50, two on multiple occasions. Did he go into the wickets? Gibson was the seventh highest run scorer for the competition, while your man, Compost King, Arjun Nair, was the oh. equal fifth leading wicket taker. Equal fifth! Equal fifth! Equal oh fifth in a, 16, Six seven, <laughs> in a 17 comp. Equal fifth! Uh, first <laughs> year usually, taxi right, players, you know, Hilton usually, Cartwright and Mitchell Swepson, are now with Australia's test squad in Bangladesh, and Cartwright earned his baggy green in Sydney last summer. Hank. Twelve players who have represented the Caxi over the two years have since played Shield cricket, while five players who represented the Caxi in the first year's trial went on to play one-day cricket for their state side. Oh. Okay, Ross, I've got a couple of points I'd like to make. Firstly, no. when he said that Hank earned his bag of green, <laughs> did he use air quotes? Uh, I can see here, yes, he did. I'm watching the video now. Yes, he puts his hands up beside his head and puts the peace symbol, then flicks it down and up again. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yep. And secondly... You can use statistics to prove anything. 40% of people know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's Very ridiculous. True. That equal 
fifth best bowler annoys me because in one-day competitions, right, normally there's an outlying guy who's like five wickets ahead of everyone yes. else. Yes, Then there's like two, three, and four are like yes. one wicket apart and then there's groups of five yeah. or six bowlers. Because yeah. they only play yeah, six games. All the way games. down to mm. one wicket. Yeah. You know. yeah. Yeah. You're right, it's nonsense. <laughs> okay, and uh, the only other thing of note was that the... the Cricket contracts for Victoria came out, and Rob Quiney has retired. Bobbler. Mm. The Rob Bobbler. The Rob Bobbler. <laughs> Rob Bobbler. <laughs> and just to remember that he did play... That he did play two tests for Australia, including the best ever made six, was it? Yep. Uh, he, nine. I think it was eight no, or nine. nine. Yeah, I reckon yeah. it was nine. He well, made coincidentally, it yeah. coincidentally, speaking of the best ever nine, so yes. I heard that um, Usman Khawaja made a pair of the best ever ones. Ah, <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, according to Tip Madsley. Oh, <laughs> right. um, the most disappointing thing about Bob's retirement will not be seeing that terrible fucking headshot he had last year. Oh, yeah. like oh. the angriest man alive. <laughs> I think we might be okay, though, because I think he's still playing for the Melbourne Stars. He's just oh, not playing thank Christ well, for yeah, one day. Rocks a poor one in the Melbourne Stars, too. Yes. All right, well, that's a wrap of state cricket, and I'm glad I talked over the top of you there, Gim, because you're starting to piss me off. Huh? Yeah, that's fine, mate. That's fine. And that's a beautiful segue into leading teams. It's over to you, David. All right, so we did this, what, 25 episodes ago, and yeah. I thought it was reasonably crisp, so... We did it at uh, Grand Final Eve, as that's I right, recall. And I reckon on Grand Final, I felt equally as bad as I feel now. <laughs> so the way it works is... We'll all have our turn in the middle of the uh, circle, uh-huh. uh, and you'll just take pot shots across the bow from your other members of the podcast. So, this just a minute, David. Sorry, rather than a circle, yeah. I thought we were going with the rhombus this year. Oh, sorry. We'll sit in the middle of the rhombus <laughs> and take pot shots. <laughs> May I just mention, which I've written down on here and forgot I wrote down, that I will say that no one has, has taken any of the leading team stuff on board from last time. We haven't changed anything except myself. I've become oh. way better. Way better and improved literally week after week. So, um, so this is the way it's going to work. fuck yourself, fellas. This, this is, is the way it's going to work. When you're sitting in the middle of the rhombus and people are throwing stuff at you, you have no right of reply. So you don't talk back. You take it on board and you learn from it. He's looking directly at you, Alex. The way this is going to I'm go. looking directly at me, so. <laughs> Ross, you're going to be the first of the moment. Then Mick, then me, and then Alex will bring us home. Uh, yeah, that's probably the best and most comedic way of doing it. <laughs> I know how to run a show, Ross. Uh, um, so, Mick, do you want to kick us off with Ross? All right, yeah, okay. So, we've, I've gone with the uh, stop doing, start doing, keep doing cool. um, yeah. method. So, uh, so, first off, Ross, stop doing. Breeding. <laughs> if you want to be a successful part-time amateur podcaster there's no time for family <laughs> secondly for stop doing stop doing using steam powered internet oh, oh god <laughs> we've had some of that today Jesus uh, right so start doing buy a new house with a recording studio <laughs> and start doing put a head, hidden message in our podcast that stop people complaining about sound quality yeah yeah, yeah. I think we fixed and, um, that. Yeah, we did. Hey, hey, that's all right. Hey, you're in the rhombus, mate. <laughs> and for keep doing, living in a small country town that allows us to get away from the city once a year and have bulk beer. Spot on. Al, do you want to go next for All right, I'll go. Okay. <clears throat> Slats. Roscoe. Rossy boy. <laughs> Slatsy. 
Vinny boy. <laughs> Cut snake. <laughs> Mate. <laughs> no one cares about fixturing. Oh, no! Oh, no! Oh, I'm going to fixture for Hey, you're in the rhombus. <laughs> Zip it. Even people who fixture for a living don't care about fixturing. <laughs> oh, no! Keep the fixturing talk to a fucking minimum. I can find correlations and causations between the level of fixturing talk and the number of listens per episode, and it doesn't look good, mate. <laughs> it does not look good. Also, I know you're a parent with lots of responsibilities, and I know how hard it is. I know how hard it is to be a parent, but how hard is it to be available for two fucking hours every two weeks? <laughs> I know you love maths, or as our American listener knows it as math. <laughs> So I've broken it down for you. There's 336 hours in a fortnight. You literally have to allocate 0.59% of your fortnightly time for this fucking podcast. And we're doing it at 8 a.m. on a fucking Sunday. I'm not a parent, but I know it could be that hard to allocate that amount of percentage of your time. While I'm on parenting, I understand you need to expose your children to new experiences to grow their fledgling minds. And exposing Leon to the comedy that comes out of my mouth would set him up for a career going to all of the <laughs> comedy festivals around the world and earning big bulk coin. But can you keep he, can you tell him to keep a lid on it when he's in the podcasting room, please? It, listen but don't speak should be the new rule when you're in your potty hut. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I lost my way after oh, that, that was little bit, <laughs> but yeah. Steam train. Oh, all right. Ross. Yeah, oh, steam train. <laughs> Leon. Or is it Ross Steam train slips? Mitch Steam's Mitch. Ross. Mitch. Oh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Ross. Like from good to terrible, didn't it? <laughs> Ross, we spoke last time about the need for leadership on this show. And let's be honest, you haven't addressed this yet. <laughs> Mick is reasonably well behaved on this potty although he uses the word fuck five times to describe a lovely sunset. And I'm simply guilty of not doing any prep whatsoever, except for the leading team sessions. But your inability to keep Alex on track during this podcast is not just affecting this show, it's affecting our friendship. I look at you through glassy hungover eyes every second Sunday morning to keep this show going smooth, and time and time again I am let down badly by you. Another thing, three seconds before we start recording... Stop asking, what number episode are we up to? (laughs) (laughs) You're the one who's supposed to know this shit. (laughs) Further to that, you need to find a setup on your hamster wheel internet and technology that somewhat works, then take a fucking picture of that setup, write it down, and place it somewhere prominent. Once you have found that and done all those things, don't fucking change it, Ross. One week people can hear us chatting to each other, and then the next episode, you're gone and change something, and it sounds like we're talking to each other through some paper cup and string set. <laughs> and it's probably not all your fault, but as the man in charge, you'll need to take the blame. Just as Clark knifed Mickey Arthurs and Coley knifed Kumblay, I won't be surprised <laughs> if the little man Mick over here pulls out his stone-cold Steve Austin hunting knife and drives it right between your shoulder blades. In fact, I won't be surprised if the next episode starts off like this. Welcome to the fucking mid-off fucking Christmas podcast. <laughs> mid-off, because fuck me, by midway through you'll fucking want to switch this shit off. <laughs> Alright. Uh, Ross, do you want to kick us off with Mick? Uh, yes, I've done a lot of prep on this. I have nothing. Cool. cool. <laughs> So Mick is in the rhombus, and all I've got to say to you, Mick, is um, keep doing the Sean Tate Diaries. Nice. Yeah. Fantastic. Some good dead air there, right? <laughs> <laughs> is it you want me to go well? Or do you uh, want to go? I'm easy, mate. All right, I'll go. 
Alright, so it's always hard to provide the only bloke in this podcast who is slightly entertaining and prepares. I preface that with Alex prepares, but is rarely entertaining, whereas I'm always entertaining, but never prepared. I'm not too sure what Ross does. I had to scratch my head about this one, and I couldn't come up with a whole lot, except for the stuff I've spoken about previously, like being a midget and being intimidated by his cricket coach. But then some low... <laughs> but then some low-hanging fruit come across my ears. The podcast a few weeks ago was potentially our best, and I think in no small way due to my WG Grace comments. I thought to myself, bloody hell, that was crisp. Sharp work by us. Scrumpets. Even Alex made me laugh. Strumpets. So I switched it on again to see if the whole Alex thing was just me being hungover, or <laughs> all I could hear was your bloody voice, Nick. Somehow you've managed to mute us all just to get your box in the <laughs> I would like to say you're better than that, but you're probably not. Now, the Sean Tate diaries are sensational. Probably the most entertaining thing that's ever happened to cricket. Pretty fucking good. I like throwing rocks. <laughs> but bugger me, Nick, what you need to do is get the punchline out first before you start laughing over the top of it. <laughs> I want to laugh at your jokes, but I need to be able to hear the punchline to do so. Tell the joke, punchline and all, and let us, and then you can laugh. Now, I take a lot of heat on this podcast for doing nothing, which is reasonably fair. But it's hard to have my own segment when you keep changing yours. <laughs> One week it's Sean Tate, then it's nicknames, then you're slagging someone else off, and then it's back to Sean Tate. Bloody hell, mate, I need some clean air to be able to work. That's all i got for you. Yeah, all right, that's very fucking funny, David. <laughs> okay, Mick. Your segments are well-prepared, thought-provoking and funny, and your quick wit and one-liners are hugely enjoyable. And your efforts on social media and blog, and your blog posts enhance the overall content experience for our podcast listeners. Okay, your season analysis on cricket tactics, behind, behind-the-scenes ballroom, boardroom-type operations is second to none. And you have a fantastic twin cab ute, and willingness to drive us plebs around is a great boon for the podcast. And the resulting sound quality we get from recording all in one person, all in person, is a huge advantage to us on our rival explicit cricket-based podcast. But... Can we keep the wrestling references to a fucking minimum? <laughs> we are already a niche of a niche podcast. We don't need to add another niche to the pile. No one knows who Killer Kowalski is, mate. Nor what the Killer Kowalski claw hold is. No one knows who Larry Zabisco is. I've got no fucking idea who Johnny Valentine is either, mate. And no one knows who this rock character is. <laughs> So if we could leave that out, it'll be fucking fantastic. That's what I've got. Uh, it's my turn to sit in the rhombus. Um, Ross, kick us off with me. Okay, I just got. It's gonna up. be one fucking sentence again, mate. Yeah, get ready. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. Start doing prep. Okay, <laughs> over to you. Yeah, sure, mate. This one. Some people say David David Bullock should be nicknamed the Boy Scout. Because he's always prepared. <laughs> the, vast majority, the vast majority of people, myself included, think that's a load of shit. <laughs> David, your level of commitment to this podcast has slipped in recent times. Your lack of effort is frankly concerning to myself and the other members of this podcast, as well as the listeners. I did some analysis. And it's been 15 episodes since you had a segment. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to alarm you, mate, but I can find correlations and causations between the number of listeners and the amount of effort you put into this fucking podcast. (laughs) 
Lift your fucking game. Can't. You can't hang your hat on being the everyman guy anymore, mate, because the everyman fucking puts in. <laughs> I'm going to have to start calling you the toff <clears throat> because you get a large reward for no effort. And also, when are you going to become a functioning member of fucking society and get a fucking license? <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck yourself. <laughs> over, over to you, dude. Alrighty, so uh, it's a bull. <laughs> Alrighty, so Dave, so uh, stop doing so much research. Yep. <laughs> being sober and being so positive. We need you to stop all that. <laughs> so start doing little to no research would be good. Probably drinking more and being hungover. Yeah. And being a bit more of a prick would be yeah, nice. Yeah. <laughs> real negative head of it. Looks good. So keep doing, letting us record at your house is very convenient. Yeah. <laughs> Not having a license and letting me drive you around. <laughs> <laughs> and wicket keeping in our park cricket side because the other keepers are more clumsy than Matthew fucking White. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Alex's turn. Oh, hang on, I'm just going to get to the middle of the rhombus yeah, just a sec. Rhombus. All right. Ross, get... Oh shit, just spilled coffee everywhere. Ross, no reason. Okay. <clears throat> Stop the compost. Oh yeah. That's it. Over to the next oh, person. <laughs> you go. We're fucking pathetic, Ross. <laughs> We're fucking pathetic. So, Alex, stop doing putting me to sleep. You make the idea of reading calculus books exciting. Stop buying boring ass cricket books and reading them out loud, <laughs> out loud disguised as a fucking segment. <laughs> and stop doing. Podcasting. Oh. <laughs> Second year in a row. <laughs> Start doing. See a psychologist to see if you can unlock some shred of personality you haven't fucking hidden away. <laughs> oh. uh, Start doing. Meth. <laughs> it might spark you up a bit. <laughs> and keep doing. Waiting on the curb outside your house so it's quicker for me to pick you up. <laughs> oh, and that's it. <laughs> Probably stop being so hungover I forget to wake uh, up. Stop well. talking. Uh, sorry. All right. I, I could, if I could just go back to my turn again. Stop interrupting during the podcast. It's bloody <laughs> annoying. Yeah, yeah. All right. It's my turn. And we all like this bit, let's be honest. <laughs> now, I listened to our previous leading team segment and was, I was thoroughly disappointed with the things I said to you last time, Alex. <laughs> It was a poor two minutes without any thought having been put into it. Okay. And I say that meaning, had I put some thought into it, I could have had half an hour on you, I reckon. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, it's hard not to go over all the stuff we said last time, but we're going to have to because you haven't made any changes. <laughs> You're still coming with that boring shit about cricket grounds that no one gives a stuff about. You like to tell me I do little to zero prep, and I'll wear that, but you know what else? I have wit. I'm funny. Quick on the tongue. <laughs> so even my non-prepared verbal barbs are bringing more heat than your in-the-corner segment. I think you need to stick to what you know, and that's sitting there and copying verbal bullets from me and Mick. You have all these books about cricket, but you don't know anything about it. <laughs> Try fucking reading one of them from time to time. This cricket is not first-class cricket. Your scores in the shit quiz that Ross puts together from time to time are fucking abysmal. What colour whites do people wear in test cricket? Purple? <laughs> now, I was slightly apprehensive about going with this portion because it sort of slides into the realm of personal. But I feel as a friend you need to hear this. And we owe it to our loyal listener to keep them informed. 
I'm a touch worried about your personal finances and your crippling gambling addiction. In fact, in this corresponding segment about 20 episodes ago, you lost a bet to me based on how much you spoke when you shouldn't have during the segment. <laughs> you also lost a bet to me because I knew Peter Hanscom had taken a catch and Sean Marsh hadn't. <laughs> if you're looking for kicks and adrenaline, then take up extreme sports or heroin. It'll be much cheaper than having to buy me a keg every time we talk to each other. Also, stop spilling coffee on my fucking coffee table. <laughs> Sorry, mate. And the way you turned up to record today was a fucking disgrace. Yeah. All right? Pretty bad. That's all I've got for you. Oh, so I'm going to take up drugs. <laughs> yeah, seems like it. Oh, very good. Excellent. Uh, I have a solitary tear coming out of my <laughs> Get that tattooed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we step out well, of the rhombus now. That was pathetic now. amount of effort you we put in. Oh, no worries. Uh, we step out of the rhombus now and into news about cricket. Hey. And the England T20, the NatWest Finger Blast Big Blast Day, finals day, was yep. on. And so what they do, they have the top four teams, they play two semi-finals and a final, one after another. It's a massive day. Uh-huh. So in semi-final one, starting at 11am, uh, Glamorgan were all out 164 and Warwickshire won. They made 9 for 175 off their 20 overs. So 11-run win there to the Birmingham Bears. Uh, the semi-final two was George Bailey's Hampshire up against the Robin Hood men from Nottinghamshire. Mm-hmm. And Notts won that game. Oh, good. Uh, by boy, 23 boy. runs. So in the final, it was the Birmingham Bears versus the Nottinghamshire Outlaws. And Outlaws. Really? Yeah, that's what they're called. That's terrible. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they knots won by 22 runs. Yay. Yeah, so that was that. And uh, George Bailey was in the crowd drinking a beer watching the final because his team got knocked out in the semis. Was he wearing a floppy yellow for no reason? Yeah, no. Is George Bailey? No, he was just drinking a beer. Was he like, did he have his ass facing the field and looking over his <laughs> Strangely enough, he did. This reverse kegger in the chair. Uh, uh, speaking of Robin Hood's men, Ross, I yes. don't know, are you still going with the finger blast? Yeah, no, you're over to you. Oh, so, did you see that crossbow arrow that got fired? Oh, oh yes. Bloody pitch between. Uh, the game was between Surrey and Middlesex, and it was abandoned yes. after a crossbow bolt. Reported to have a pointed metal, metal tip, landed near the Surrey fielder Ollie Pope, which is a good name, by the way, yeah. and it was close to the pitch. Um, apparently, London detectives have arrested a bloke because of it. Um, but oh, really? I don't think the Knots can call themselves Robin Hood's men anymore. I think it's going to be a battle between Middlesex and Surrey now. Arrows have been fired into them. Yeah, yeah very good so point. Mm. They drew that match. Yeah, they just called it off. Yeah, they called the whole match yeah. off, right? Yeah. Did they? So, the whole yeah. game? Yep, not just the date. So was it seen as intentional? Or was he like doing something else and it no, wound the up there by mistake? No, guy has been charged or... with attempted GBH grievous bodily harm. Really? Oh, so yeah. he did it deliberately? Yeah. 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 Fucking hell. Yeah. What a fucking idiot. I really hope this doesn't spark like a, you know, driving cars into groups of people. Now everyone's doing it. I hope people don't just start firing random Well, I'm hoping that we're not playing local cricket and someone, yeah, one exactly. of those jobbos, drives past and just fires an arrow. Yeah, yells out, how's that? <laughs> fires an arrow. Out comes an arrow. Or the drug dealer on a moped driving past to yeah. uh, do a few deals doesn't fire a bow and arrow to the ground. Just looking at that game, I think it was late on the last day 
when the, oh, was it? Okay. Yeah, and and so they were only up to the third innings. It was two forty-seven to two eighty in the first innings, and Middlesex was seven for two one four. So looks like it was yeah. Yeah, they hadn't even got to the fourth inning. So it looks like they've abandoned it, which is yeah. fair enough because yeah. it looks like it was heading for a draw regardless. Yeah. I, I'm just surprised because I knew it happened, and I thought, oh, what they? Well, if it happened on day two, surely you'd come back out on day three. But yeah, yeah. Who knows? Like, it's, how do you even no, like, fair enough. Yeah. protect something like that? I suppose the oh, theory is if the Cobbers hadn't caught him, yes. then he could have yeah. been in the world. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he was something like 800 metres away from the ground. Mm. Yeah. It's Amazing. Shot. Mm. It was a powerful crossbow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was, that was why my question was, was it intentional? Because it could have been, you know, like fucking yeah, someone like in their backyard shooting archery and like actually... <laughs> I don't know. Or just kids, know. like kids yeah. taking their dad's crossbow. Like, yeah. this would be funny. Funk fired off into the air. Yeah, yeah true. Could have been. Uh, it's a very odd one. And very lucky yeah. no one was hurt. Like, yeah, like spectators, yeah. people in the street, and cricketers. But they had a thousand people there, which blew my mind. Yeah. Oh, it's not surprising. They, like, they evacuated the players and the thousand people that were at the ground. They always went to the pub, I think. Yeah. But it's like they got a thousand people to like it's going to be a draw mm. there's nothing that was never going to be a result game no. there's a thousand yeah. people there on the last day or second last day was of the weekend I don't know no it was during the week during the week still a thousand people like yeah, it's impressive. thousand people at a state yeah, yeah, no, no, it, is. No. it is in it is in London which is a big city but um yeah, good point. No, no, but it's not in some shitty little. I thought t- it was a small town. Yeah. Some of the county grounds are in small towns, anyway. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Know. Especially the out, county outgrounds. Yes, yes, but that's still impressive, right? A thousand people in a four-day yeah. game. Hmm. Very impressive. Well, I have some more news about cricket. If you want me to go ahead. Oh, with. go, go ahead, David. Uh, Lauren Cheadle goes from green to magenta, so she's moved from the Sydney Thunder to the Sydney Sixers for BBL, WBBL 03, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and the big news was yeah. Meg Lennon has moved out west to yeah. her scorchers, despite the fact that she will take no part in WBBL 03 or whatever it is. Yes. Yeah, 03. But she, was, she signed a two-year deal, I believe. Is this the Michael yeah. Clark type deal yeah. that you're never going to play but we've locked in yeah. and you'll play for us when you retire or something? Interesting that she's uh, jumped off the stars. She's a Victorian. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I thought. I thought it was just going to be last year, just you chill and answer. Yeah, and I'm at the Renegades now. But oh, like, to yeah. actually move yeah. into state was um, pretty big yeah. and unexpected. Do the girls still play club cricket while the WBBL's on? No. Okay. I wouldn't have thought so. It, I know it does go for a long time, but um, uh, all, most of the games are on weekends, so they wouldn't really. Yeah, be that's true. Actually. Free. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, any other news about cricket? No. Okay. My brain, Ross, but no, I think we've covered everything that's happened, happened in two weeks. So we move into the very, very different segment, international cricket, and it's the West Indies versus England match oh, that was played oh, during the match. week. What a match! So I'll just quickly run through the scorecard, then we can discuss. England batted first and made 258. Ben Stokes made a ton. And uh, Kemar Rooch and Shannon Gabriel took um, four wickets each. Uh, Then the West Indies, they looked in a bit of bother there. They lost three early wickets to be uh, three for 35. But then Craig Brathwaite and Shea Hope uh, got together. Craig made uh, 134 and Shea made 147. Jermaine Blackwood chipped in with 49. Jason Holder made 43 as well. And so the West Indies were all out for 427. 
So they had a lead of uh, nearly 200. Uh, England then bad again, and in a very curious scorecard, they had one, two, three, four, five, six blokes make half centuries, but no one made a ton. Jesus. Yeah, they were uh, eight declared for 490. So they had a lead there of 322, uh, 321. Uh, so uh, in West Indies need to make 320-odd to win, which is a tough ask in a fourth innings. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't have happened so, too many times over 320. No, particularly when you're away from home and you're as yeah. shit as the West Indies generally are. Oh, but man. it was the Craig Brathwaite and Shea Hope show again. Craig made 95. Shea Hope made 118 not out. A handy little 41 again from Jermaine Blackwood. And they got there. Five down off 90 overs. 322 for a test win. So they needed to score at a fair clip towards the end of that innings. And... Who made the 41 at the end? Oh, like, yes, he made... Blackwood, I think he made that off, like, 44 balls or something. Yeah, 45. Very good, Alex. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Three so fours he, and he, two sixes. Yep. I think he needed to come out and blast away if they were going to get... It was going to end in a draw otherwise, I think. Yeah. They are T20 world champions. Oh, yes. true. They are T20s world champions. Now, from memory, old mate Craig Brathwaite, he made... He was one, basically the only one who made runs when they came out here, wasn't yes. he? Yes. Yep. So he's like he's got some talent. Him and Holder, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. Holder always seems to make like a forty or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I did you... catch some of the Ben Stokes century when I was at the pub in Perth a couple of weeks ago. Oh, yes. And oh, um, we've all got stuff going on, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was over there helping Meg Lemon sign her new deal. Yeah. Sport, so. But I called into the pub and had a look. Yeah, I reckon he got dropped about four times. He got dropped on ninety nine. Oh, oh, he was dropped oh, really early. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, dropped about four times. So he's been kissed on the dick by, you know. Yeah, I, saw, I was watching the highlights. I saw the keeper dropping once. Yeah. He had like this, it was outside off and he had like this really weird like swipe yeah. to get it through mid-wicket yeah. and got an edge and the keeper just went wet wave style just in his gloves <laughs> and straight out. So I think J-Rod Kimber from uh, Crick Info mm. um, was talking that it was something like 13 drops in the game. Yes. Something like that, like it a was. ridiculous amount. Yeah, yeah. his wife but, uh, it was both sides. England dropped uh, yeah, Craig yeah. Brathwaite and Shea Hope a number of times as well. Yeah, yeah. But see, that's kind of surprising too that the West Indies fielding so bad because one of the things about T Twenty is your fielding needs to be really good yeah, to yeah, save yeah. as many yeah. runs as possible. Yeah, exactly, and you're going to be on the ball and ready. Yeah. Yeah. Good. So it's I'm good. Makes that series interesting. They're now locked at one all with one test to play coming up yeah. uh, in the coming weeks. Uh, just have let's have a listen to this uh, top six for England: Ali Cook, Mark Stoneman, Tom Westley, Joe Root, Dawid Malan, Ben Stokes, and then seven Johnny Bearstone. So that's a very interesting top six: Stoneman, Westley, and Milan. You know, just probably played six tests between them. Yeah, keepers. Yeah, as we head into, uh, they head down here for an Ashes series. Uh, I still yeah. don't. I'm still not sure why England feel the need to have Moen Ali batting at eight when he's a, probably a number five batsman. Uh, like I, I, I don't know why they have two all-rounders in their team. Uh, yeah. Just get some proper batsmen in there. Yeah, uh, they seem to go for. Oh, we'll have some bits and pieces, and we'll lengthen the batting. Odds and yeah, bobs. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, and when it works out well, we like. Moranali takes like a three for or something. Yeah, and yeah. They just steamroll everyone. Oh, yeah. And Stokes gets a couple, and they're not getting wickets. Yeah. You know, it, 
they struggle to win a game. Yeah, you watch, but fucking Milan and Stonewall and all that. Probably the way we're going, they'll come out here and make fucking yeah. a three hundred each. Yeah, it's always the, the new person in the lineup. That it's like when we went to Sri Lanka and that Mendes bloke yeah. comes out and scores oh, the yes. title whatever yeah. out of fucking nowhere. It's like, what? Yep. Oh, uh, but annoying. Yes, so uh, that's right. Live and upcoming. Uh, we just can't see. No, today. Uh, Sri Lanka and India are playing today. They're still going out. Are they? Yeah. Oh, wow. Jesus. The one day component of uh, that particular tour is uh, rolling on. Of course, the uh, CPL continues. Uh, Mick, I think you saw some good outfits in the Caribbean Premier League. <laughs> they all have gold pads. Yeah. All of them. Oh, like, like the, day, the game I was watching, both sides had gold pads on. <laughs> so good. And, like, and they had like fucking, like, they wear like, you know, all bright colours and that. And one of the guys, I put it on it. Twitter Marty and our Facebook. Yeah. He had like the Marty fly back to the future. <laughs> on. I think it was McCullum's side. Yeah. Yeah. The Talawas. The Talawas yeah. Care Bears. Mm-hmm. It's, it's interesting that um, they they seem to be... There's, I think there's a Knight Rider team in the... There is, in fact. I'm looking yes, at it there here. Yes, that's, that's what they're playing. Tallywise are playing the Knight Riders in the game I watched. Yep. Okay. So mm. they are the... I think they're the Trinidad and Tobago Yes, they call them Trebago. Ah, Trebago. Trebago Knight Riders. Yep. So that's interesting. That's like a worldwide franchise now because one of the Global T20... Alex, that's the competition they're starting in South Africa... Oh, thank you. Okay. And that's list A. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. One of the global T Twenty teams is a Knight Riders team as well. Uh-huh. Okay. And also in the global T Twenty league, Alex should be pleased to know there's a Qualanders team in there. Ah, oh, well, I'm on them then. Mm. They won't win anything ever, just like the Qualanders. So the, does that mean that when uh, they expand? Does that mean when they expand the BBL in Australia and put in the extra teams, they're going to be the Geelong Knight Riders? Could Probably. be. Or, or Super Cats. Qualanders, maybe. Uh, I think it's. They're not franchises no. uh, for Australia, the people. No, that's true. Then. Yeah, no, so it's not. a different system. But yeah. yeah, so it's sort of like a soccer thing, right? Because yeah. like Man City's got it, whatever it is. Oh, Melbourne yes, feeder teams. Yeah. 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 Yes, it's just interesting. It's a different way. I know there was a, a move a, a while ago when the Rajasthan Royals first started in the IPL that Hampshire became the Hampshire Royals in T20 cricket uh-huh. in yeah, England. Yeah. And so there was sort of connection, but that sort of broke down fairly quickly, I think. Anyway, yeah, interesting. The, the match fixing stuff. I yeah, think, when the match think. fixing yeah. started, the relationship sort of petered out. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just ran its natural course, you know. Interesting quote. Disagree, and you know, we move on. So. Yeah, we go separate paths. We think it'd be in our best commercial interest not to continue with this partnership. <laughs> we just couldn't agree. We wanted them to like bowl the no ball on the fifth ball, and they yeah. wanted to bowl they were more fourth ball, and, and you know, couldn't match up. The bookmakers were going nuts at us, so we decided to sever ties. You know, best for both parties. Uh, interesting little article I read during the week. Jimmy Anderson is 35 years old and is a few wickets away from reaching the exclusive 500 wickets club in Test cricket, which would make him the third pace bowler to be in that club. At the moment, Please. there's Glenn McGrath and Courtney Walsh. And uh, I'd assume that the next test coming up, which I think is at Lords between England and the West Indies, that he'll get those three wickets to move into that exclusive club. Uh, he also said that he can play until he's 40, Jimmy Anderson. No chance. You barely play until he's 36. You barely play now. <laughs> he said he's not well, going no, to be... He does come out in the middle of nowhere and get like a six for spit. Yeah, yeah. it's annoying. Stu Broad style. Mm. Yeah. Stu. Stu. Ah, Stu. And talking about sledging blokes, it's over to Mick. All righty. 
All right, so I got so after last week, I decided to ride a few more sledges, and I thought uh, <laughs> to give a few more blokes a bait. So uh, we'll quickly run through what I've got. So I had some requests as well on the Facebook page, so I put in to see if anyone wanted anyone's sledge. So there's some uh, some blokes that we are friends with, and some blokes on this podcast are getting sledges as well. So all right, so number one, so we start off with uh, Usman Kawaja. Uh, you couldn't catch AIDS in the eighties. <laughs> 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 Matty Wade, you let through you let through more buys than a bouncer during Sydney Mardi Gras. <laughs> That's good. Sean Tate, you have the perfect bowling technique. For throwdowns. <laughs> James Pattinson, your IQ is so low people confuse it with Chris Martin's batting average. <laughs> Alistair Cook, your personality is so bland that in the paint shop of life, you're the piece of cardboard they print the sample colours on. <laughs> Billy Stanlake, the only reason Cricket Australia keeps you around is because you can dust the top of the bookshelves without a ladder. <laughs> Virat Kohli, you're a cunt. <laughs> Umar Akmal, you're so short Snow White offered you a job. <laughs> so then we've got, this is one of our requests was for a player that we used to play cricket with called Terry Dukas or Terry West. Uh, can you move back a step, mate? We've got a phone call from a grand three suburbs over and your nose is casting a shadow over the pitch. <laughs> if you know him, that's funny. Oh. Uh, so, Ed, so uh, Ed Cowan, you should you should install an air ha- air horn on the end of your bat, so when you finally play a shot, it'll wake me up. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, good me, good me. Polite. Both Polite. You have the perfect bowling technique. For <laughs> 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 <A> throw down. Yeah, <laughs> Coley, you're still a cunt. <laughs> Alex Mann, you send down more pies than a four and twenty delivery truck. Jesus. <laughs> This isn't leaving teams anymore. <laughs> David Bullock, I'd say you bat slow, but I wouldn't want to insult Ed Cowan. <laughs> <laughs> Ross Slater, as far as cricketers go, you make a great maths teacher. <laughs> and Tim Madsley, what size is your helmet? Jupiter? <laughs> <laughs> Upset you didn't get a Cricket Australia contract. That's why Big Dumb Paddo being upset he didn't get invited into Mensa. <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least, Verrett Coley. You are still a cunt. <laughs> oh, good Mick. Oh, oh nice. thank you, Mick. Very good. <laughs> well, that, uh, if we've got any listener feedback, now would be the time for it. I don't think we have. Uh, oh, there's some new, there's this new spring rage from Frederick Howard Sox. They're pretty oh, good. Oh, yes, I did see that. So they have uh, pineapples on. Yeah, yeah, they've been doing pop-up stores as well. So if you give them a like on Facebook, uh, you might find somewhere they they had a pop-up store yeah, uh, this I've, week in Melbourne Central. Yeah, and uh, I think that's something they're looking at going forward. So like them on Facebook, just put in Frederick Harold Socko. You'll find the page, and you'll be able to keep up to date with everything they're up to. Yeah, great. Yeah, so that's a that's a paid read, by the way. So we're looking forward to, <laughs> look forward to the dollars coming in. It sounded like, like oh, yeah. 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 Really, really natural, off the cuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> good me. Really off a funny thing. Yeah. Yeah. I found the Nutri-Slim Bullet worked for me really well. <laughs> <laughs> I love Super Lucky Hut. It saves me so much time. <laughs> Super Can't Lucky be... Hut. I love it. <laughs> <Yeah>. Super Lucky Hut. <laughs> Can't be bothered cooking. Go to Suvalaki Hut. <laughs> Kids eat free. <laughs> <laughs> right. oh, Take let's, us out. 
Brings us to a close. Thank you, David. We're on all major social media and podcast platforms. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook, Twitter, at Midoff Cricket. You can find David Bullock's uh, Australian Cricket Week news updates. What are they called, Bull? Uh, Bull's Bulldust or something like that. Dave's Bulldust. Dave's Bulldust. On our website, midoffcricketpodcast.wix.com slash home. Our next podcast will be in a fortnight on September the 17th. Until next time, it's bye for now. Thanks for listening. See ya. There we go. All right, that's done. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.